This podcast episode is brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network, where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters. Welcome to the Memora Healthcare Delivery Podcast. Through conversations with industry leaders and innovators, we uncover ways to simplify how patients and care teams navigate complex care delivery. Hey everybody, Manav here from Mora Health, one of the founders and the CEO. We have a wonderful guest on today. His name is Aaron Gerber. He's become a close friend, is a fascinating CEO of a new digital health company. Aaron, excited to have you on. Uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So would love if maybe we can just start with with having you share a little bit of your story and a little bit of your background with with the audience, because I know it's it's a, a unique and a fascinating one. Sure. So um I'm a physician. I've spent the last 25 plus years on the business side of healthcare. After getting my MD and my MBA from Northwestern, I went to work for McKinsey and then worked in private equity and uh, have spent the majority of my career working for a number of different organizations, really in and around the delivery of care. Most recently, prior to, to co-founding Reimagine Care back at the end of 2020, I was a senior executive for Vizient, uh, head responsibility for SG2, all of our networks, all of our consulting, both strategic and operational consulting, and then two of our group purchasing areas. My uh, real passion is around innovation and care delivery. And so I've been uh, in and around, I had the privilege of working in and around a number of opportunities where we've been able to make care for patients better, their experience better, ideally more affordable and uh, access to high quality. That's that's awesome. And and maybe if you had to go back in time, it, it's always really, really interesting as somebody who, who thought quite a bit around, you know, wanting to practice for some time before choosing not to. What was that decision like? What was the big reason that that you decided to move over to the business side? Yeah, that's a great question. When I get that, a lot of people ask me that, particularly um, young entrepreneurial physicians. And um, what I found, I was first of all, I was very fortunate that uh, I had the opportunity to both practice medicine as well as go into business. And having received again a joint degree from a terrific organization, Northwestern, uh, between the medical school and the business school, I had seen firsthand kind of what that would look like uh, potentially for me. You know, at the end of the day, it really boiled down to impact. And I felt that on the business side of healthcare, I would be able to have a larger impact than essentially treating one patient at a time. And while that's a very special impact and have tremendous respect for my colleagues and others who have chosen to practice medicine, for me, I felt like it was just a better fit and uh, would lead to ultimately um, a more rewarding career. No, that's that's incredible. And you mentioned that you now are the the founder and the CEO of, of Reimagine Care, which you know I have obviously had the chance to learn a lot about offline. But w- would love if you can maybe just share a little bit about the work that your your team is doing now. Sure, happy to. So as I mentioned, I I uh, co-founded the company with uh, Martin Ventures uh, back in uh, at the end of uh, 2020, and uh, this is an area that uh, Devin Carty, the CEO of Martin Ventures, and I have been thinking about for quite some time, over 10 years now. And uh, we recognize that there are a number of trends that made what was possible before much more uh, desirable, if you will. And so we put a company together with a mission to make oncology care, uh, high-quality oncology care, more affordable, accessible, and home-centered. And uh, while we, you know, I look at 
what's happened in oncology care and see tremendous scientific advances, uh, particularly over the last couple of decades, and I expect that to continue, we look at the delivery of care itself and we say that cancer care needs a cure. And so we put together a company really focused on dealing with issues like inconvenience and isolation and the cost associated with cancer care. And just to throw out a couple of statistics to put this you know, into context for our listeners, a uh, study by Penn found that cancer patients will spend approximately 10% of the remaining days alive receiving healthcare with you know, roughly 60% of that commuting to and from their source of receiving that care or waiting to receive that care. And uh, 25% of patients, by the way, travel more than one hour, sometimes several times a week for months or even year to, to receive their care. It's also really expensive, both for the patient, which can have a significant impact on them and their, their family, but also the commercial and government payers that are responsible for paying a majority of the bills. And it's a very rapidly rising cost uh, for those organizations. Again, another statistic there, you know, cancer patients are 2.5 times more likely to declare bankruptcy than non-cancer patients. And again, even though, you know, a lot of their costs, uh, medical costs are covered through insurance, there's a significant indirect cost that accrues to these patients from lost wages and the inability to work for them and their caregiver involved in their care. And so these are issues that, you know, by delivering care, appropriate care in the home, both symptomatic care as well as the actual delivery of treatments, we think we can significantly improve and address. Yeah, that that's incredible. And, you know, had a chance to see from a lot of the work that you all have announced and published some key partnerships that you've already launched, which is really, really exciting to see. And it, it's fascinating because I think cancer care in particular is one that's interesting to me, given the fact that I used to be on the other side of it, being a wet lab researcher in the cancer space. And It would be great to get your perspective on what do you think are the big things that have changed in maybe the last five, seven, 10 years that make something like cancer care in the home actually feasible? Like, what is the difference now compared to, let's say, five, 10 years ago? Yeah, it's great. Again, great question. So I think there's a number of number of things, but I'll highlight what I think are probably the most significant. So One is recent advancements in technology. And so, for example, remote patient monitoring, uh, two-way text, which your company has developed and which is an important part of our overall solution. Video technology, the ability to have a two-way video chat with high resolution and, uh, and do it with ease. So those changes in technology, along with kind of consumer as well as consumer slash patient and provider comfort with the utilization of those technologies. And so one of the silver linings of COVID was that both providers and patients were really forced to use a number of these technologies in order to continue to receive care, will not expose them to go. And so that's been really helpful in terms of, we think, moving things along. Another area I would highlight is, while the cost of cancer care has always been relatively significant, because there's so much more that we can do for patients now, that cost has grown faster than other areas and continues to grow very quickly. And so the increased cost pressure on both patients, as I had mentioned, but also on the payers, commercial and and government payers, is creating a, a real desire to try to find solutions to improve this. And the third thing I would say is that the treatments continue to evolve. So, you know, things like oral oncology medications uh, to which there's a lot of issues with adherence, really you were pretty limited, right? 10 plus years ago. 
And now that's a significant and rapidly the fastest actually growing part of the overall treatment regimen for a lot of these patients. And so all of those things, and then I'd point to organizations that have done like hospital at home, right? Where again, patients and physicians and payers have become increasingly comfortable with the delivery of higher acuity care in the home. And so you look at the confluence of all those things and, and all of a sudden what was feasible before is, is we think increasingly desirable and economically, it makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's fascinating. It's also, you know, it feels as if cancer care in the home is maybe one of the newest threads of tons of, to, to the phrase that you just used, hospitable home initiatives that are starting to appear in the industry. So maybe related to that, I think one thing that that everybody across the board has heard is that hospital at home is a concept is something that's really interesting. I know that there's a lot of outstanding questions around, you know, the reimbursement structure for it, whether or not the waiver is going to stay in place and how much hospitals are actually investing in it to the extent that there aren't a lot of health systems in the country that have built enormous hospital at home programs compared to the amount of noise you hear around it. So maybe two components of the question. The first is, would love to understand if there's other clinical areas that you think hospital at home has been done really well in that you think people working in oncology in particular should really look to uh, as an example? Or second, would love to understand, are there certain organizations that you think have done an exceptional job at building and standing up their hospital at home programs that that you all look to as kind of inspiration in, in the work that you do? Um, well, if I look specific to oncology, which is the area that we know best than I know best. I would point to University of Pennsylvania and the work that's been really led by Dr. Justin Beckelman there, where they're delivering a wide range, over 30 cancer drugs to patients in the home. They have over 3,000 patients a year. And to me, that's one of the kind of leading examples, at least in the United States, of organizations that have been able to deliver a oncology at home, or at least aspects of an oncology at home program. There's a number of other organizations that have been dabbling with this all across the country. Nobody else really doing it yet at scale, but that's why we created Reimagine Care was to essentially partner with healthcare systems and independent oncology groups to be able to deliver those services at scale. You know, some of the use cases that I have seen with both the hospital at home companies as well as organizations doing it themselves and now through our partnership with Colorado University is around things like BMT and CAR-T, bone marrow transplant and CAR-T. And so we have a clinical study that we're involved with in partnership with Colorado University and Schutz, where we are working with bone marrow transplant patients to help them get out of the hospital more quickly, get them into the home deliver certain treatments in the home so that they don't have to go back and forth between their home and or hotel, by the way, if they're not close enough to the to the facility and the medical facility. And then when they have issues, we're looking to identify those early so that, again, we can reduce their symptom burden, ideally deliver care in the home where appropriate, and only if necessary, have those patients come into, uh, come into the emergency room and be admitted to the hospital. So that's, I think, a really good use case. It's also one of those areas where you have um, bundled payments or episode payments in many cases. So there's a natural incentive in place for many healthcare systems already to be able to reduce that cost. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful perspective. Awesome. So uh, one last question that I'll ask, which is something that you know you and I intimately know better than than most, just given the fact that both of us are founders and actively running companies right now, is that it's not always 
as nice as it seems on the outside when when you're trying to just get something off the ground, when you're trying to build a team, when you're trying to find your first customers. So it'd be great if you can just share with the folks listening what has motivated you to to now do this twice. What is maybe the one thing that kind of gets you up every single morning and, and excites you the most about the work that, that you're doing at Reimagine Care? Yeah, what a great question. Yeah, I like to joke when people ask me that, that uh, I have some sort of a genetic defect that one day we'll find, and you probably have it too, and I'll, that uh, has us go and, and pursue these kinds of endeavors against the significant odds that are against us in many cases. But you know, the real answer is that uh, it is a challenge, but it's incredibly rewarding. And again, as I go back to my decision to go into business and not practice medicine, you know, my desire was to have impact and positive impact, and particularly try to change the way in which care gets delivered for patients in this country. And right now that focuses on the millions of oncology patients that are diagnosed and treated every year in this country. And so it's really, uh, I get very energized uh, every day when I wake up and I think uh, about how broken the system is and how much better it could be if we're successful. And uh, even though there's a lot of barriers that exist to enacting what we're trying to make happen. When we make those, when we get those wins, when we get a customer, when we hire a key employee, when we're able to convince investors that this is a business worth pursuing, you get a tremendous sense of satisfaction. And so the opportunity to be on that ride, albeit a roller coaster, is one that I uh, enjoy most days and uh, really wish, you know, don't think I'd rather be anywhere else. No, could not have said it better myself. And um I'm excited for for the partnership that the Mora team and the Reimagine team have formed, excited for all the work that that we're doing together, and generally just excited to continue to see all the the wonderful things that Reimagine Care is able to accomplish. So thanks so much for coming on, Aaron. Thanks so much for sharing your story and uh, excited to hopefully chat again with you soon. Rav, thank you again for having me and back at you on the partnership. Looking forward to our continued work together. Thanks for listening to the Memora Health Care Delivery Podcast. For more ideas on simplifying complex care for care teams and patients, visit memorahealth.com. This episode was brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and let us know what you're looking for.